G'day, welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our part two of the Super Saturday slash Sunday National Finals that were held over the weekend, Dale. Yes, indeed. We obviously had so many National Finals that seven of them came to a culmination. We had one earlier in the week from Czech Republic. We had a couple of others. We had to split this episode in two. So if you haven't listened to the other one that we released on Sunday evening... It's probably got the better national final, so make sure you listen to that one first. <laughs> well, these are just different national different. finals. I like yeah. that. They're, they're special. They are. Plus, we've got a couple that didn't come to their end, so we'll have a quick chat about those ones as well. Indeed. All right, shall we kick it off? Let's go to Malta, shall we, with the end of their very long process. We did have our final. Quick couple of things on the national final before we chat about the winner. Yeah, look, I think what we always say about Malta, and this was definitely the case, is they take Eurovision so seriously. And when they put the final the final of Mesk on, it is really good. Like they put on, like there's a, a big crowd. They had, I thought, a really big stage to work with. It was a big occasion in Malta. Yeah, you can tell there's no, uh, what's to say, limit to the passion that they have for the contest. And they really do show it in their national final. 16, a lot of songs, so it was a big show. But um, I quite enjoyed most of it. Yeah, look, what I what I saw of it, obviously, because we were yeah. covering so many things, I couldn't watch the whole sort of thing live. But of course, I caught as much as I could at the time mm. and then revisited the show as well after, you know, everything had been done. Mm. And... Yeah, it's, it's a really good national final when it comes to its conclusion. Yep. It just goes too long. <laughs> That's the problem. All right. Well, it did come to its conclusion, and we do have a winner. The winner was The Busker with Dance Our Own Party. I feel better in my sweater. Talk radio. This is a song you know. But hey, wait. What'd you say? Do you want to dance? Well, I have to say, Dale, this was one of the favourites going into the grand final. Let me end up taking the crown. What do you think of the busker? Well, I really like this. <laughs> I really like this. I, I saw its audition. I didn't actually catch the semi-final performance of it. Um, and I really like what they did with their staging concept. Like, it's a fun kind of silly song, but it's got a catchy little hook. It's got the saxophone part. And I love the, the way that they did their kind of stage presence in different parts. It was like, was, was it Act 1 act or Part 1? One. Yeah. I can't remember. Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, I which I thought was very that. clever. So hmm. clever because it also just creates little... Um, not moments, but sections to follow. Because if it was just them out on stage doing their weird little dance thing with the saxophone, it'd be a long three minutes. Mm. It makes it seem short and it makes the the good moments pop. I was really impressed. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but like out of this whole mesky, messy process, <laughs> they might have a qualifier here. I think they've definitely got the best song of the bunch to send to Eurovision. And you're right. There's just something about this that works. It probably shouldn't, but it really, really does. And I find it instantly kind of likable. I think a lot of our uh, sort of casual viewers, once they start watching the songs, will actually quite enjoy this one as well. And they seem like young performers, but at the same token, they don't seem completely goofy or anything like that. They... 
it just comes across with a warmth and I think it it's kind of just feels authentic. They've got a likability factor. That's really hard. You just can't, you know, it's that X factor thing. And it's true. They just have that. Mm. And they won the telly vote in a landslide. Oh, murdered. And compared to the rest of the stuff, which was the very run-of-the-mill stuff where we see at every Maltese national final, you know, it, it is what it is. This really was just something very different. And look, they've got a very big issue if they've got Moldova sending Sunstroke Project because... The saxophone riff is a really important part of the song. You don't want a sax off with the Sunstroke Project. That's the only concern I have. I was going to mention that as well. They do go to semi-final one in Liverpool. These guys will be in the top half. Sunstroke Project, if they do get selected by Moldova, will be in the second half. So probably some similarities from what we can see with the sort of makeup of the song, etc. So perhaps a little banana skin heading to uh, Liverpool for them. Okay, I want to just put an asterisk when I said it might qualify. Like, that's a big might we might have a qualifier but at least it's given it themselves the best chance nothing else in this lineup would have had a hope in hell qualifying this at least has a hope i will agree all right so who did they beat home our second place was ryan hilly within the silence big uh, big vocal this guy very very uh, popular i believe he was on a talent show there recently what do you think of this one i thought his voice was fantastic yeah and he performed it really well the song, just not so much. And ultimately, that's why I think he got good points because he's he's known, he's likable, and he's got a good voice. And the reason didn't get close in the end is because the song just wasn't good enough. Yeah, I kind of agree. I'd, I'd like to see him again with a bit better of a song. Probably one of the last ones we'll talk about here, Matt Black came in third. He actually won the jury with his song Up. I have to say I was caught the voting sequence on this uh, national final and every time Matt's name was mentioned they were screaming. Now I wasn't sure if it was in horror or in delight to be honest. <laughs> Look I'm going to start on this one. I thought the performance of this was really really good. Like the dancers were great. He is 100% committed into everything he does. You can never say he's not. So it kind of worked on the stage. I'm not surprised it got top three. The song, on the other hand, yeah, not so much for me. Yeah, I actually weirdly probably, if if the busker didn't go, would have liked to see this go based on that performance because he was just giving everything. And I think I'm becoming a bit of a Matt Black uh, stan. <laughs> Good on him. Like he's got energy and he just brings something different at mm. least. So yeah, I didn't I didn't mind him. Um, you know, doing well here. Yeah, and the last one I think we should mention, Brooke. Again, another performance at Mesk didn't get the ticket. She ended up in fifth place. What did you think of her performance? Because I know you were quite impressed. I was impressed with that performance, but also this shows again the stage. I mean, there was some epic staging going on. She really wanted that ticket. Bless her. She really wants to go. I just don't think it's going to happen now. I think this was the year. But she put on a great staging concept she does have a very good vocal i think maybe people overblow how good she's a very very competent very good singer and Mm. belts stuff out but she's you know i think there's better singers out there that's all i'll say but she was fantastic she was really good and i feel for her the top five were clearly looking at the points above everything else she was on 70 points yeah close to others and then sixth place was 34 so yeah that, yeah, so I, she was unlucky. I think if the busker wasn't there, then, you know, I think maybe the televote might have come more for her. Yeah, I would have thought, again, probably not a massive fan of the song. If she had got the ticket, we could have been off shopping for another song, a la uh, Emma Musket style, perhaps. But uh, they don't need to worry 
worry about that this year as they have the busker. Anyone else here catch your eye, Dale? Anyone? No, just to mention there was one De Bono, I think, wasn't there at least? Because we've talked was. about the De Bonos and well done to Gio De Bono who took out the De Bono crown because there was about 17 of them <laughs> at the start of the process and a lot of them got weeded out very quickly. So yeah. we have our top De Bono for the uh, year. And I have to say big thank you to Craig and Colleen who have followed this process all the way through from the Aussie Vision team. Gave us some great insights that even be able to some talking points Ooh. for today that we would not have known because they have followed this like the passionate Maltese fans that they are. Yeah, great job. Thanks so much, guys. So Latvia also came to a conclusion on the weekend, Supernova. Always a really well-produced national final, isn't it? Yeah, and once again, I loved the stage design and some of the performances had some very, very good staging concepts. Yeah, it always looks really good. They always focus on the international audience as well. The host there is fantastic. Mm. He speaks to the international audience in English, which we sort of caught at the time. And again, always say a big thank you to that because I think it's nice to acknowledge that these things that just aren't a domestic audience, there's a lot of fans out there like us who are watching, so it's nice to be acknowledged now and again. Yeah, very much so. It always helps with a bit of accessibility if we get a bit of English. But not that they have to, but it's very nice. Well, we did have a winner in Latvia at Supernova, and it was Sudden Lights with Aya. Well, Mike, this wasn't a huge shock because we knew it did well in the televote last week. It did take it out. It wasn't one of your favorites going into it. What did you think about this song and performance? Well, you hit the nail on the head. Definitely not one of my favorites musically heading into this national final. But I have to say, after watching all those acts, this was the song to set. What? Oh, yeah. It doesn't no, ha- no, no, I'm not shocked by the sending the song. I'm just shocked by you saying that. Look, did you see the rest? Um, <laughs> look, I, I can separate what I particularly like to what I think can work at the contest and what okay. they've got to work with. So from what I saw, and, and on, I did watch all of the acts, this had a point of difference. They also were very clever with the staging. They used those sort of spotlights and things rather than just using the LED boards, etc. Mm-hmm. So it gave it something completely different. Now, the song itself, I loathe. <laughs> Absolutely loathe. I'm driven by kind of music that has a melody and, and has hooks, and this has none of them. <laughs> but at the same token, it's got something that is interesting on a musical level. Doesn't appeal to me, but it's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I get you. And I, I guess it's almost kind of like atmospheric rock for a lot of it. It's the vibe. <laughs> Look, I think I, I this was my second favorite going into it, actually. It only came 10th in the Aussie Vision team ranking, but a few of us were a big fan of it. To me, it kind of reminds me of The Killers in the kind of mid to late-ish 2000s. You know, that song, When We Were Young? Mm-hmm. It just, again, not the melody and everything, but just the sound of it all. Like, it just reminds me of that. And I just really like that uh, element of it all. I'm not sure about the start when there's that, they're doing whatever they're doing at the start. Are they using like a looper or something like that? I, I think don't it know. might be. Because mm. it appears you can hear it as, in the yeah. background as it goes on. That's fine. But when it's at the foreground of the whole song, I, I find it really jarring. But I do 
really like what they've got as a package. And I, I agree with you, it was the best thing to sound. I find the song itself is just too languid in places. Like for me, if you're going to go rock, like give me some rock, give me a beat. I want to I want to rock out, not kind of have sort of death march rock kind of stuff. <laughs> death march. Which was kind of in the middle of the song, it feels a bit. But again, the same token, there's some very interesting elements. Definitely for me, the one to sim. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is I think they really would have needed a jury in the semis to give this a chance. I think they're going to be struggling up here a little bit. Mm. There are a lot of better kind of rock coming out of Eurovision this year. I'm not sure it's instant. That's no, that's another I, issue I get here. you, I get you. All right, well, runner-up was Patricia with Hush. Now, this was my favourite going into it, and I did think it had something a bit more instant about it. Um, what did you think of this? If you were going to go for the safe kind of Eurovision performance, you would have gone with her. It probably lacks a little bit of originality. I think we've seen this before, but I thought her performance was very polished. I thought her uh, vocal was very good. It ticked all the boxes without really kind of getting me excited. You just said exactly what I had in my head. It ticked all the boxes. It did everything very good. Like it had a hook. She performed it well. It looked good. But I kind of agree with you that it didn't like, even though I really liked the song, it was was my 12 points, that it didn't excite me enough. Mm. It's not going to be the song you pick up the phone and vote for. So maybe even if it's only a small amount of people who get and pick up the phone for Sudden Lights, maybe they've, they've got that. And there was only so much I think you could do with that staging. So even if it was selected and you think, okay, well, we'll go bigger and better at Liverpool, what bigger and better can you bring to that song? True. You kind of can't. Well, let's talk about a couple of the other ones here very quickly. Let's talk about Marcus Reaver. Mm-hmm. He came fourth. Yes. So kind of close, but not quite close enough again. Yeah. I don't know. How many times is this for him? Nine or 10 or something like that? I hated that performance. I hate to say it. I hated what he was wearing. What's with the pants? It was just, they looked like he was wearing somebody else's pants and those oversized shoes or something. He did it all very well. Like, again, he was competent with the vocal. He got all the choreography down pat. He had a kind of maniacal kind of plastic smile on sometimes, which is a bit creepy. But the rest of it just felt okay. It didn't feel good. didn't feel bad. It just felt kind of okay. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was better than some of his recent stuff that he's come with. But I think, you know... Uh, I think it's not going to happen. I think he's got second a couple of times close, and I just don't think it is. But I've got no issue with him coming back and doing it. The title of his song is Forever, and I think forever in a day, Marcus Reaver will be in Supernova. He will come as a legacy artist when he's 80. We're going to just get used to it. It's going to happen. I'm convinced he'll get the ticket one day. Just have the right song. Just have the right song, and I'm sure it'll happen for him. Well, it happened to Samantha Tina, yeah. so it could happen to Marcus Reaver. So mm-hmm. I was a bit sad. I thought the dream was on for a bit. They were, they were announcing them, and then it got to four. And I'm like, oh, could it happen? And then he was out. And I was like, mm-hmm. probably for the best. Probably. Anything else catch your eye, Mike? I will say the third place getters, 24 Avenir, I think it is, in the studio horrendous song absolutely horrendous (laughs) i don't know where they came up with that from but my god i was kind of captivated by the live performance it was a little bit almost sebi in its deadpan delivery and then you had these four dancers come on and do this interpretive is the word i'm going to use but gosh it was kind of weird and kind of cool and so it all came together once i saw the performance with the song i'm like oh, okay, now I'm kind of getting it. Okay. Because the studio was just, oh, shoot me, like, <laughs> before the three minutes is up. But, um, yeah, look, so I was kind of surprised by that one as well. Oh, well, fair enough. Well, look, Sunlights took it out, and I have to agree with you that this was the right choice. And the fact that you're acknowledging that Ooh. when you can't stand the, the song, <laughs> that is a good result. So yeah. Supernova over for another year.
Also coming to a conclusion over the weekend, Dale, was Selexia Nacionala out of Romania. One of our favourite national finals since we started doing this podcast. What did you think of the efforts out of Bucharest over the weekend? I was going to say it used to be one of our favourite <laughs> national finals. No, like, no no harm on Romania. But I think we definitely have seen better days of Selexia Nacionala. Hmm. Like, 2018, 2019, you know, despite whatever the results and all that were, you know, big arenas, big stages, a bit of a convoluted process normally. Remember that one they did in, like, the salt mines? Yeah, exactly. And stuff like that? Yeah. It used to be, like, an event. Yeah. I don't know, is there some budgetary issues possibly with the broadcaster? Because it just looked a little more low budget. It, it was definitely low budget. And I think what, what I was impressed with is that the artists really tried to make the most of what they could because it was just kind of a bare stage with a big LED behind. So you had to be a bit inventive with your staging. Mm. So you had to be creative. And some people did that better than others. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, there was a winner out of this. Let's have a listen to Theodore Andre with DGT Off and On. I don't think there was a clear favourite heading into this national final, but I think he was amongst the sort of leading pack. Were you surprised he got the ticket? Actually, no. Um, mm. I think when the live performances that came up on uh, TVR, isn't it, the broadcaster, yes. on their YouTube channel over the last couple of weeks, I remember seeing that first video and thinking, oh, he might be able to do a good job. Saw that live and like, he is the best live performer out of the bunch. And the song had enough to work with. So I thought if he could perform this very well, he can take it out. And he brought some really um, eye-catching staging. I wouldn't say it was great. It was kind of questionable at times. But it was still a concept. And it was fully executed. And I understand why people picked up the phone and voted for him. Yeah, I agree. When we first heard these songs in the studio, I thought... This probably isn't top of the pile for me, but it's interesting. You know, see how this goes. And I have to say, as soon as I saw him performing it, I'm like, okay, he can sing this. Let's see what sort of staging concert we have. Unfortunately, we had these scantily clad dancers. They need to go. Let's get rid of them. But you're right. He did kind of do a very raw performance of it that kind of worked. Sometimes he wasn't looking at the camera and I don't know what he was wearing, etc. There were some choices made. But at the same token, it all did come together. And when perhaps some of the others weren't so impressive, Mm. he kind of skated through to take the crown. Do you know what the song is about? Absolutely no idea. Yeah, same. I was trying to get the scantily um, clad dress thing going. Because it was both men and women, can we just say, as well. Mm -hmm. The women made me feel maybe a little bit more uncomfortable. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think um, it was interesting. Mm. (laughs) And I... He's if he brings something that's just a little bit more palatable to the mainstream, uh, but is still somehow his authentic self at the same time, Ooh. then he's he's got something interesting. He's an interesting kind of artist, I think, because he's not the sort of guy you're going to put in glittery kind no. of clothes or whatever. It's not the really kind of image I would associate with him. And the delivery of the song's almost quite shouty and angry at times as well. So I'm interested to see how they actually present this. To a mass audience. Mm. You know, I, I just think it's a very interesting package. He reminds me of someone kind of like hipster 
artist performers that you see in the inner suburbs of Melbourne, wherever you used to live, the inner north. Mm-hmm. And with those artists, either sometimes they're like so interesting and so talented and, and unique and great. And sometimes they're just arrogant tools. <laughs> uh, and I don't know this guy enough. Mm. It could be either one. And so therefore I'm not kind of like leaning into him and the whole song yet uh, without knowing a little bit more about him. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it was the national final audio or or what, but I couldn't tell half the time if he was singing in Romanian or singing in English. <laughs> so because <laughs> I know there is some English involved in there, but they've got to clear up that diction a yeah, little bit yeah. as well. All right, let's talk about some of our place getters here. Second was uh Andrea and the what are they, the folklore orchestra mm. with that um Rip-off of Trenatol. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That no. is ridiculous. There's actually a rip-off of a Romanian musical song that they play at weddings. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I mentioned the wrong rip-off song. Yeah, it was. Look, basically, this is kind of like a Romani, very similar to a, a song that is performed at a lot of weddings. Hence and so, the kind of wedding hey, dress she kind of wore. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they changed it enough to be eligible and fine, all that kind of stuff. A bit like, you know, Shum, go mm-hmm. away. I thought this is great. I mean, of course I would. There's like <laughs> trumpets and everything involved. But also, I was worried this was going to be a big old mess. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was. I think they had great LEDs, maybe a bit too much at times. The band behind, and they brought on her kind of like groom dancer mm, playing the, the drum and drum stuff, and stuff like which that. just added a bit more because I don't don't think it was enough on her own to carry it off so yeah i was really impressed it did win the telly vote i think but lost the online vote because it was a telly like yes phone and an online one so you know wasn't too far away i probably think this would have been your safer pair of hands to make it through to the final any other year i would have sent this apart from following moldova last year because people would be like yeah too similar just way, way too similar. But I did enjoy the performance. And to be honest, I thought, oh, this might actually win. You know, like the whole casual fans that watch once a year aren't going to go, oh, wow, this is remarkably similar to Moldova last year. Some might, but the vast majority won't. So I don't know, maybe Mr. Trick there, Romania. We're not sure. Well, one of your studio favourites, Dale, took third spot. That was Andre with Statues. What did you think of the final performance and the final product we got? Well, I think he did very well to come third. Yes. <laughs> Very positive, Dale. Very well, good. Look, I think it showed the power of the song because it was a great, fun song. Mm. I mean, you know, kind of semi-anthemic. And I liked the staging. They were a bit... He was a bit weirdly dressed. It was like half suit, half bungee jumping or something. Kind I don't of, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, harness that harness, you would wear. Like, yeah. yeah, to, you know, watch windows or something off a skyscraper. But they had a lot of backing vocalists to help him out because mm. he, he can sing, but he's not the strongest vocalist. Let's put it that way. He also had a couple of timing issues. He doesn't really come in at the right time at times. So overall, it just didn't reach the heights it could have as a song. And I honestly did not expect him to make the podium because I just didn't think he was vocally strong enough. But um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think definitely one of the top three songs we have in this whole selection. Just a shame it didn't really quite hit the heights it could have. Well, that's another edition of Selexia Nacionala over and done with for another year. I have to say, they're probably, for me, not one of the most stellar ones we've seen, unfortunately. Yeah, hopefully they come back with a bang in 2020. What's next year? Four? <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> During the week before the big weekend of national finals, we had the result announced in the Czech Republic and now known in Eurovision terms of Czechia this week. The formal name change has happened, I believe. In a Eurovision sense, because they kind of go by both. They They, do. They did did Czechia a couple of years ago, but they've been Czech Republic. But hey, we now have Czechia. (laughs) So they did announce it in that kind of like 
PowerPoint presentation thing. But that's a very that happens every year at ESCZ. Yeah, exactly. It's it's their thing. It's the way they do things. Well, the PowerPoint presentation showed that we had a winner, and it was Vesna with My Sister's Crown. Vezina did win awfully comfortably in the end, 10,584 votes to 4,216, a comprehensive win, Michael. Massive win, massive win from the Czech uh, audience and also the international audience there that were voting. So no doubt this was by far the standout in this national final. Now let's talk about the song first. Because we know there was a delay, or should we talk about the delay first? What do you want to do first? Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind. I guess we can talk about the song. Yeah, let's talk about the song, because I think let's focus on that before talking about all the other bits and pieces. I'm not surprised to see this take it out. It is fantastic. It was really well performed in the national final for such a small stage. I like what they're, you know, uh, they're going forth with this about the message around there's different languages. There is, they've always been about a united sisterhood. That's how they were set up in the first place about Slavic music and Slavic language, etc. And it pops. It is a very good piece of music. It's only a small national final, five songs, but it was the one that just jumped out at you and said, look at me. It's going to capture attention. There is, you know, they are very vivacious sort of performers as well. So they've got plenty to work with on a visual aspect when it comes to the staging. And of course, this song is going to garner attention. Exactly. And I think when I first heard the studio, I was worried about it potentially being a bit messy because mm. you got rap in there and other people singing. And I was like, oh, this could be a hot mess. And it wasn't. It was tight. Mm. It was all very well done. So that you can tell they've been around for a while. They were very professional in their approach. And it was all over before it even began, I felt. I felt this was never in doubt, really. Once we saw it come together live, I thought, oh, wow, this is, you know, this will be pretty hard to beat home. Well, obviously, after they won, it did take the EBU and Eurovision team to get it up on social media and on their website, which they have been doing very quickly for every other artist. And it was the first time there was a delay in proceedings, which, Ooh. of course, started a, a big conversation that probably needed to be had anyway. Yeah, so there was always some stuff circling around this entry. And then once we had that delay, probably invited people to fill the vacuum kind of thing. And then all of a sudden it, it kind of got a bit of a, a life of its own and got some legs of its own. Yeah, and I mean, there's no point trying to guess about what this was. I mean, delays can happen for all reasons. I mean, there was the name change, for example. I don't kind of feel it was that personally. Um, generally, if there was any concerns, whether that's from the EBU, whether that's from other broadcasters, for whatever the reason is, well, that is obviously going to need to be dealt with behind closed doors. Yeah, absolutely. And these things don't need to be officially announced until, you know, weeks from now sort of thing. So, you know. And Dale, on a purely personal level, I'm not going to go into the controversies or any of the things that are swirling around this song because ultimately I'm still trying to take things in. I'm still trying to get my head around all the different aspects that have been spoken about with this entry. So I think it's a bit unfair for us to go sort of jumping in boots and all at this point 
and discussing things that are really just conjecture, really. Exactly. I think a lot of people have a lot of knee-jerk reactions to this, and I think this can come from all sides of the view of it, the whole thing. The most important thing is just to take everything in that we can at this point. Obviously, you know, they felt the need to make a statement, which was a public statement about it, where they did refer to Ukraine. So there is no doubt that this song is in some homage to Ukraine, which, I mean, once you make a public statement, I think potentially that might have invited this because generally when you have a political song, you pretend this metaphor is just a metaphor for anything. Exactly. I don't know. It just happens to sound like it could be that. (laughs) Now, once you make a public statement, that can invite this sort of stuff to happen. Mm -hmm. But I see what they were trying to do. So I think with all of that, hear all what's going on with it take it all in see where we land with the song if it's exactly like it is because it seems to be at the moment it's up on as an official video Mm -hmm. and then we will have our um sort of what do we call them again? Those episodes that we do? The rap and ranks and the preview. Yeah, the, yeah, pre- the song previews. We go through every single song mm. in little 10 to 15 minute ones. And by the time we get to that, I think we would know where we're at with it and speak properly about this if there is anything to speak about at all. Yeah, I agree. But I will say in its current guise, I think this could go pretty well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think this is going to garner a lot of attention in Liverpool. So I suspect this could be a good result for the Czech Republic. Yeah, as it stands right now, I think this would be sailing through to the grand final and definitely on for something strong there. Might be how the jury treats it. And just quickly on the other songs, of course, because there wasn't just (laughs) them. Um, Pam Rabbit did come in second place. I quite like this one. I I really liked her performance. It was only herself and two dancers because it was a fairly small kind of, uh, you know, live national final, so to speak, or showcase as it kind of was. But yeah, the song really stuck with me. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was a good performance. And Introvert Party Club came third for Rodan. And this was another one that jumped out at me. Not my kind of music normally. And when he came on stage, I kind of rolled my eyes and groaned and thought, oh, here we go. Sort of earnest hipster about to sing with guitar. And then I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'm glad it came third. Yeah, I think the top three was the right top three, actually. Hmm. I think the overall depth of the five was not as, was probably the weakest, but we had a very big top number one compared to previous years. Yeah, I'll agree with that. All right, Mike, we did have two other shows that took place outside of the seven that were decided on Sunday morning. You're going to talk about Sweden, and I'm going to talk about Lithuania. So I drew the short straw here. <laughs> Tell us about Melfest and what went on. Yes, heat number two went on in Ling Shopping there, Dale. Let's have a quick chat about who got through to the directive finals. Maria Sir, our uh, Swedish-based Ukrainian singer, she took out the first round of voting and went straight to the final. And then joining her will be Panatos with their song On My Way after they won the second round. Now, I have to say, I was a little surprised with one of our semi-final uh, qualifiers, Deos, who finished the show with a banging number, I have to say. He just failed to uh, go direct to the final. He'll be performing in the Undershunson or the semi-final. The other one there will be Tennessee Tears. They did a very good sort of job. I like their song. They'll be joining Deos. And that only left the other three that didn't go through were Uye Brandilis with his sort of comedic Swedish thing. I don't even know how to pronounce that. It's obviously not for the internationals, it's for the domestics. Eden with her uh, ballad, Comfortable, that also failed to progress. And the big talking point, opening the show, Victoria, with All My Life, Where Have You Been? 
well, she won't be in either Andreshansen or the finals. So we wave goodbye to Victoria very early on, which I think was a bit of a shock. Yes, yeah, so we will have yeah. Heat 3 of Melfest next week, yes. and we'll see what ends up being the final lineup, um, which will be about a month away. Yes, we've got a couple of big names coming up Paul Ray, uh, Laurel Barker, <laughs> and Ida Lova coming up in the next one. All right, well, over to Lithuania where we had the second semi final. Now, the winner of uh, one of the heats, Beat Rich, with Like a Movie, which I know you're a big fan of, won the semi final. 12 with the jury, but only third with the televote. But it was very tight televote between some of them, except the winner of the televote, which is Moonbee with Rumor, won it very comfortably. Again, two and a half thousand votes. Very unusual. Didn't do so well with the jury, but did get through. Now, Paulina got through. Monica got through, who was back from 2015. She was in Eurovision, the one that had the kiss on stage. And one of my favorites, Mario Junes, lives another day. Snuck through there in fifth place to finish the lineup of the 10 songs for Lithuania. And probably out of the ones, just to worth talking about the one that missed out, Gabrasi finished in sixth place he's been in the last two finals we're not that shocked it probably wasn't his strongest song and unfortunately he does miss out for next weekend's final Well, it's that time of the podcast. We would normally do our week ahead, but we did wrap that up with part one. So that is it from us for the week, Dale. It is indeed. Yeah, the only thing is definitely watch Lithuania next weekend. Kyriakos will have some great coverage all week about it, and we'll definitely have some clips from Kyriakos on all things Lithuania for next week's podcast. Yes, we're looking forward to that. Catch you later. Bye. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 AussieVision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.